Welcome back to season one of Fauna. Did you know I'm trying to make this story into a TV series or movie? I'm here now in Hollywood, trying to accomplish that dream. Thanks to all of you who leave those really nice five-star reviews. I recommend this story for kids who are at least four years old, as there are scenes of mild violence and characters do die throughout the story. Now let's get started. Fauna, the Animal King, Episode 4, Mermaids. I smacked the water hard and quickly sunk towards the bottom of the sea. As I shot deeper, I could see that I was surrounded by dolphins. They must have been waiting for me and made an opening as I fell so that when the squirrels threw me over the cliff, I would fall in between them. Hurry, my king, turn into a sperm whale before you run out of breath, said the largest dolphin, who quickly swam over to me as I continued to sink. Okay, here I go. I'm going to turn into a sperm whale. In a flash, I thought of everything I knew about sperm whales, the largest toothed animal in the world, capable of holding their breath much longer than other whales for up to 90 minutes. Almost as soon as I pictured it in my mind, it was true. I was getting better at this. I was now a huge sperm whale, over 65 feet long, and weighing as much as nearly three fire trucks combined. Welcome to Vassavier Sea, my king. You make a fine sperm whale. Those sharp teeth might be useful. I am Lord Dolphin, and I was instructed by a messenger sent from Lord Foxton that you would be arriving here. Oh. Oh, thank you, it's nice to meet you, Lord Dolphin. I'm ready when you are, just tell me what I need to do. All of Fauna is already buzzing with rumors that the new Animal King has arrived and is headed to the island fortress of Chateauneuf. I'm glad the squirrels took the initiative and dropped you into the sea. The vultures have overtaken the eagles, so we need to stay clear of the surface. As a sperm whale, that will be easy, as you can dive over 7,000 feet deep. That's one of the reasons I had you transform into a sperm whale. You can dive much deeper than sharks, so if any attack us, just descend to the deep. We dolphins can only dive to about 1,000 feet, so you'll be all alone. Sharks? Oh no. Do all the sharks serve the evil queen too? Yes. Her dark magic turned their hearts several months ago. She goes stronger every day without a queen and king to guide us. Now come, let us get you to the safety of Chateauneuf. Swim as fast as you can. We dolphins won't have any trouble keeping up. Now go, my lord, swim! I flapped my tail as hard as I could. I felt huge, because I was. But still, I flew through the water with ease. The dolphins formed a protective circle around me. There were so many, hundreds at least. I dove deeper and deeper and could see vultures dive into the water above me. They weren't even close to reaching me, but... They kept diving in one after another, almost like they are in a mad craze. Sharks! Here they come, my king! We will try to protect you, but like on Earth, there are many more sharks than dolphins here on Fauna. We are outnumbered 50 to 1. Dive now, my lord! Quickly, get to the deep! I looked out and fear filled me. A wall of sharks was headed right towards us. There were so many. Great whites, hammerheads, tiger sharks, bull sharks, and more. Go, my king, dive faster! I obeyed Lord Dolphin, watching the army of sharks crash into our much smaller army of dolphins. I looked down when suddenly the fastest shark, Amiko, came out of the deep below me. Instinctually, I used my sharp teeth and bit him in half. Then more Mako shot out of the deep as I swam, attacking me at rapid speeds. 
Ah, I felt them biting at my tail, my stomach, ripping tiny pieces of my blubber away. It hurt, but not as much as you would think, almost like I was being attacked by ants. I was just too big. But still, it was getting out of control. I could see sharks closing in on me from every direction. I dove towards the bottom of the ocean floor, not knowing what else to do. When I looked back, I saw even more sharks rushing up behind me, and swarms more coming towards me from above. I could see my dolphin friends fighting them bravely, but there were just too many sharks. The dolphins rammed into the sharks with their noses, wounding many, but it didn't matter. Wave after wave of sharks appeared, rushing towards me with their teeth showing. How deep did I need to get? Oh no, the bottom! I see the bottom of the ocean! It's not deep enough here! I'll be eaten alive! It was then I had an idea. Down near the seafloor, I spotted a network of coral and rocks with a tiny opening to what looked like a cave. Would it be worth the risk? I could never fit in that opening as this massive sperm whale. The entrance of the cave was way too small. Too small even for sharks to fit through. Perfect. I would have to turn into a tiny fish to fit inside. There was no other choice. It was either change and risk being eaten whole or stay this size and be eaten alive one tiny bite at a time. I had to think quick. What's a small fish? What's a small fish? A clownfish was the first little fish that came to my mind. I took one last push with my whale's tail in the direction of the opening and closed my eyes. I am a clownfish. Oh, I crashed into the rock. No, it hadn't worked and I was still a whale. Come on, I am the animal king. I closed my eyes again and tried to clear my mind and concentrate. I am a clownfish. It worked! I quickly turned to the side with horror. All I could see were teeth, rows upon rows of huge, sharp teeth. A great white was just about to swallow me up. I moved at the last second, and he smacked into the rock. I heard the shark's teeth snap together, and I felt the rush of water push against my body. He missed me by a hair. The great white was stunned from hitting the rocks, and in that moment I squeezed through the tiny opening in the rock right next to him. My heart was beating a million miles a second. I did it! I turned myself around and peeked out of the opening with one eye. Dozens of sharks swarmed outside the cave. Some of them bit one another in an angry frenzy. Others crashed into the opening, trying to fit inside or break through the rock. They were terrifying. Wow, what did you do? I've never seen so many angry sharks, said a voice from behind me. It startled me and I flipped around. There against the rock was a little pink seahorse. I didn't do anything. I'm the Animal King, and, and they were trying to eat me. <laughs> right. The Animal King. And I'm really a beautiful black stallion, trapped in the body of this tiny pink seahorse. No, really. My name is River, and I'm the new Animal King. I'm supposed to get to the island fortress of Shatchanuf, but all these sharks attacked me. The dolphins tried to protect me, but there were just too many sharks. I'll tell you, for someone who was almost eaten alive, you're pretty funny. What? What, what are you doing? What, what the? How did you do that? I just watched you turn into a seahorse right before my eyes. You are the Animal King. Yes, and I need your help. Uh, of course. Anything, my king, anything. Like I said, I need to get to Shatanuf. Can you help me? 
Let me think, let me think. Uh, oh, oh yeah, okay, okay, I know what to do. I know what to do. We'll swim through these caves until we reach the southernmost exit. I know exactly where it is. Not far from that exit is the yellow kelp forest of the Limazon. If you make it to the forest, you should be able to stay hidden until you reach the waters near the island fortress. Besides, the forest is in a very deep trench. Too deep for the sharks. But we should hurry. It's far. And the faster we get there, the less chance the sharks will be waiting. Come on, let's go. The little seahorse then swam off. I followed him through a complex network of narrow passageways through the rock and coral. We swam forward, up, down, and sideways through glowing, mysterious plants and past many sea creatures I had never seen before. Finally, we arrived at another tiny opening in the rock, like the one I had come in. I turned sideways and peeked out. It was silent, and all I could see was open water that seemed to go on forever. The great yellow kelp forest is about two miles that way. This is as close as I can get you. Just look for a bright, glowing yellow in the deep waters ahead. Once you see the yellow light, dive into the forest and follow the southern trench until you reach open water again. You should probably transform into something faster or bigger after you go out of the cave. Good luck, my king. We are all counting on you. Thank you for your help. I'll never forget it. I think I'll turn back into a sperm whale once I go out. That's a great idea. The trench is very deep. It was quiet. I couldn't see one fish in the water outside the opening, which seemed strange. It made me nervous. Could the sharks be hiding? I'd have to swim out and then instantly turn into a sperm whale. If there were sharks waiting and I didn't transform fast enough, I could be eaten in one bite. But there was nothing else I could do. I couldn't stay in here forever. Think. Think. There must be a smarter way. Why don't you turn into an octopus first? Then squeeze through the opening, shoot out as much of that ink as you can, while at the same time transform into a whale. The ink might help hide you or distract any sharks that might be waiting in the shadows. Genius. Thank you. My pleasure, my lord. Okay, I'm an octopus. Wow, I wish I could do that. Thank you again. Um, okay, here goes nothing. I quickly squeezed through the opening in the rock, while at the same time, I pushed out as much black ink out of my body as I could. It worked, and instantly I was surrounded by inky darkness. I then concentrated on transforming back into a sperm whale. Before I was even done, I was hit by something and felt a sharp pain across my face, then another across my stomach. There he is! Rip him to shreds, boys! Hurry! Swim to the safety of the deep trench, my king! The sharks have found you! You must get to the trench! I flapped my tail as hard as I could, while biting at the sharks as I swam. More and more sharks rushed over, each one taking mouthfuls out of me. All those little bites were starting to add up and... The pain was getting difficult to bear. I fought back as I swam, using my sharp teeth to bite several of the sharks in half and smacking others far off into the distance with my powerful tail. But it didn't matter. They kept coming and attacked me from every direction. There was no signs of the dolphins. I was too deep for them to reach. It was just me. I looked up and could see a swarm of sharks above me. 
There were just too many, and they were all headed my way. I felt myself getting weaker and weaker. I was struggling to swim, and I felt my eyes trying to close. No, no, this, this can't be happening. I can't die like this. Suddenly, a piercing white light filled my nearly shut eyes. It gave me a burst of energy and I could see flashes of light zipping around me. They moved so fast and I couldn't tell what they were. Many of the sharks scattered, swimming off in every direction. Others were grabbed by their tails and fins and tossed away, while others were pierced by large spears or shot by glowing arrows. I tried to keep my eyes open to see what was happening, but I was too weak and passed out. My eyes opened. How long I was knocked out, I have no idea. It was then I realized what was happening. The sharks were gone, and I was now being carried through the water by dozens of glowing mermaids and mermen. Rest, young king. The sharks almost killed you. You are safe now. We are taking you to our hidden kingdom. We have almost healed all your wounds. Just rest now. We will be there shortly. I looked back along my long whale body. Beautiful mermaids with flowing colorful hair used some kind of magic to heal my many bites as they swam. Other mermaids and many mermen carried me on their shoulders as we headed towards a yellow glowing kelp forest up ahead. We entered the deep trench and then abruptly came to a stop. One of the mermaids with long purple hair and a rainbow-colored fin, had many different silver bracelets that covered her arms. She swam to the front of me and slowly lifted up her hands, which caused all her bracelets to glow and spin. As soon as this happened, the radiant kelp directly below us parted, and a large, hidden, golden doorway slowly cranked open. Welcome to the secret mermaid kingdom of Pondere. The mermaids continued to carry me, and we entered the wide underwater tunnel once the round hidden doorway had finished opening. The tunnel was lit with all manner of multicolored glowing plant life that clung to the sides of the rock. The mermaids carried me through the grand tunnel, which had many other smaller tunnels that broke off of it. They were like little roads, which all led to the main avenue that we were on. Hundreds of mermaids and mermaid children rushed towards the grand tunnel to get a better look as we passed. They made all manner of clicking noises and swam around us in excitement. They moved so fast that I could barely see them. It was more like a burst of brightness passing by. Eventually, the large tunnel opened up into an expansive area with a beautiful white glowing palace in the center. It looked like it was made from crystal, with spiral turrets that were covered in glowing blue ivy. The main doorway to the shimmering palace opened as we drew near, and I was carried into a grand hall. There in front of me sat a beautiful mermaid queen on a blue crystal throne. I was placed on the ground in front of her. Welcome, Animal King. Welcome to my kingdom. My name is Queen 
Emmy Rose. As the queen spoke, her long white hair swam out to me, seemingly growing longer and longer. Her skin shimmered and sparkled in every color. Soon her hair flowed all around me, grabbing onto every part of my massive whale form. Instantly, I was comforted and all my pain and wounds disappeared. My body transformed from a whale to a boy, but I wasn't scared and somehow I could breathe underwater through her magic. Her hair held me up in place and I felt her love. I have been waiting thousands of years to meet you, young animal king. The legend of your arrival has been foreseen by our kind since the beginning of time. Soon you will unite with the animal queen and crush this darkness that plagues our world. I have instructed my people to escort you the rest of the way to Chateauneuf. As soon as the Mermaid Queen said those words, hundreds of mermaids and mermen, dressed in silver and golden armor, entered the grand hall of the palace. They carried ornate weaponry like long spears, shields, bow and arrows, and swords. I would love for you to stay longer. But there is no time. Queen Fora's dark magic is unpredictable and grows stronger by the minute. Turn into the world's fastest sea animal, the Black Marlin. They can swim over 80 miles per hour. But don't worry, my soldiers will not have a problem keeping up with you. But before you go, Take this gift. The queen then opened a diamond-covered chest next to her throne and reached inside. Part of her hair swam back to her as she did, while the rest continued to hold me in place. Her hair grabbed the object and brought it out to me and gently placed it in my hand. This tiny ruby should only be used in your greatest time of need. It will increase your strength and size tenfold. Promise me that you will only swallow it when you face the evil Queen Fora. I, I promise. Thank you. Now go. You must hurry. Goodbye, young king, and good luck. Thanks for listening to episode four of Fauna. I started writing this story because my three little kids are obsessed with animals, and I could tell they love the idea of being able to turn into an animal. As I continue to write this story, I'm trying to make it so we all learn a little bit more about animals. A big thank you to my Patreon supporters and everyone who has left one of those nice five-star reviews. Thanks for your support. Please don't forget to subscribe, and I'll see you all in the next episode, right here on the beautiful world of Fauna.